This is MIA2K Podcast, and we are your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We are your pilots, Kathy and Laura, two fun-seeking girls with obsessive fandom tendencies taking you on a ride through the Hallyu wave from our perspective as opinionated, grown Latina fans from Miami. Before we close the cabin doors, make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you like to watch, our in-flight podcast video is available on YouTube and Spotify. Once we reach our cruising altitude, we'll be serving one thing and one thing only, piping hot tea. We're ready to fly into today's topic with our hot and sunny takes. So fasten your seatbelts, sit back, relax, and prepare for takeoff. Hi, guys. Hi. So today we are coming at you with a very random topic, but we've had actually a few conversations with some of our friends and some followers, too about different parts of our podcasting journey. And so we wanted to share that more widely in case anyone else is interested. So without further ado, let's dive into why we started MIA2K, the tools we use on our day-to-day operations because we fancy, and what our growth plan is looking like for us. So let's go. Now, why did we decide to start MIA2K? So... Going back to November, December 2021, Laura and I had just come back from the PTD LA experience and things were happening. BTS had just opened their Instagram accounts. All these things kind of were just really exciting in the K-pop world for us. And we literally talk all day, every day, all the time about K-pop, like our WhatsApp and not just WhatsApp. We had Kakao Talk, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, like email, when things were down, like we always had a way that we were talking about K-pop. And so I think it was literally on Laura's birthday. I don't know what came over me that I was like, happy birthday. Also, we should start a podcast (laughs) and like, let's do this. And yeah, it just kind of escalated from there. Laura was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. I'm ready. And I was like, okay, we're ready. And then we set up a meeting because we're corporate girlies. And we, I think we talked on like December 10th, we like set up that Saturday to talk through like branding, whatever. And we were supposed to start recording around that time. We're supposed to meet in person to record, but things happen. Laura will tell you more about that later. And one thing led to another. And then here we are almost like two years into it fully. So yeah, we just really wanted to take the WhatsApp conversations to like the gram is what happened. That's how we started at my 2 k That's very true. And it's funny that Kathy mentions all of this because I remember nothing. <laughs> I am listening to you, like with you guys for the first time. <laughs> Laura, is, Laura is learning about her life. Literally, this from... is all a surprise to me. Wow, thank you for the history lesson. <laughs> we'll, we'll include screenshots because I'm a hoarder for both physical and digital media things and I have all the screenshots from how it all like devolved like how we picked the name everything like I have a presentation that I've been working on since we started of like milestones and things that have happened to us so we can share that with you guys if you want to see it but we we do have literal receipts to like as like how the whole thing kind of devolved and how we became MIA2K after let me share also 12 years at that point of friendship since we had met back in college so I think we, yeah. what year did you? 2010, rush? so 11? Yeah, okay, so it was it was 11 years at that point, yeah. Easy math, anyway. I love it. 
And that's one of the reasons why we kind of work in this partnership, because Kathy has a lot of strengths that I don't have. And I have a lot of strengths that she doesn't have. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But basically, mm -hmm. when we tried to record our first couple of episodes, I don't know, I thought it was gonna. I mean, personally, I thought it was gonna be super easy. It wasn't. Mm. And aside from it not being easy, we both got COVID around the same time, but not at the same time. So right. I got it. And then Kathy got it, but not from each other. Just like, no, it was, what was it? Delta? Omicron. 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 It was Omicron. No, thank God it wasn't Delta. Yeah, no, it was yeah. the Omicron that got us in the Panini. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So it, that, it, it, it interrupted our, our recording intentions Yeah, <laughs> at different times. We wanted to record. When did we record? Like I was going to come December? over to your house. I think so. Because I was going to come over to your house December 10th, which is when mm. you had it. But we did the branding meeting instead. And then I got it by the time I was in Houston already. But I think by then we had recorded something. Right. So we, I think we did record mid-December, which our first episode was about BTS starting their Instagram accounts. That makes so sense. don't go. I would say go watch it, but please don't. It's, it's, it's a little uh -huh. cringe. It's like no one ever likes their first episode of anything. So just don't go watch it. But it is like 15 minutes. So it really is a fast burn if you do want to go cringe at us with us. Actually, go Whatever cringe. Whatever you want. I love a listen. <laughs> Please. And no so shame. many, so much has changed since then. It's so funny. Like our friend Alex listened to that episode because she went back to listen to us from the beginning. And she was like, guys, like it's so funny. All the things that you said back then in December 2021 are no longer true. A lot of it, you know? So it's just funny. So yeah, if you want to take a, a trip back in time, go listen to that episode. So it was a struggle to get it going, but eventually, I want to say in like January, we kind of found yeah. our flow or at least yeah. the beginning of the flow. <laughs> yeah, we did actually remember we recorded back in the middle of December or whatever, our very first episode that will never see the light of day because it was terrible. Yeah. Um, and how we like didn't even remember to say like subscribe, follow. We didn't have an intro. We didn't have anything like we recorded it and we're like, no. Good not this immediately not this so i think we recorded like two or three segments or episodes that yeah discarded never Terrible. never never will be published nope and then we recorded the one that did make it out and then in january like laura said we got back together and we tried to record in person and then that was a whole other story of issues so yeah which we can talk about later i guess um when we talk yeah. about actually making a podcast but it's you know technology exists for a reason guys <laughs> and sometimes in-person things is not better no matter what your corporate job tells you <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely and thankfully Laura is very adept with tech by herself but she's also married to an IT person so whenever she doesn't know something which is not very often he can always like jump in and help which has happened before so that's another you know reason and shout out to Laura's husband for whatever help he's done for the podcast because it's happened before so thanks Ryan shout out to you he gave me this laptop that I use there you go thanks to him <laughs> So I think now that you know the basics of how we started, we actually were talking about how we were going to approach this episode. And I was like, let me ask my bestie chat GPT what she thinks about what it takes to run a podcast. 
So there's a couple of points here that are not really relevant to us, but we can talk about the ones that are. So it says running a podcast in involves content creation, which involves brainstorming, researching, and scripting episodes to ensure high quality content. So I can definitely say that obviously that applies to us. Laura, I think uh, you wanted to talk about brainstorming a little bit, like how we think about topics sometimes, like, because we do kind of go all over the place. Yeah, honestly, it was kind of rough at the beginning. If you look back at our episodes, our topics, not that they were basic, but they were very much to the point. I, I don't know if that if that makes sense. But I think as we've grown, our topics have gotten a little bit more interesting. We've yeah. also learned to do better research. I mean, yeah, we're adults. So we've done plenty of research in school and for work or whatever. But yeah, it, it, doing it for a podcast was a little bit different because not only are we researching to like write it down, but we also have to talk about it. So I think we've gotten a lot better. We usually get our inspiration from what's happening mm. around yeah, us. Current events. Yeah. Sometimes we have gripes, which is where our company series started because Kathy just really wanted to talk about this one particular company because it pissed her off. And it actually <laughs> became like a great little series. So that's good. That was that was more than a gripe. That was a vendetta. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> and also to Laura's point about our earlier episodes being more basic, that was kind of like our approach at the beginning. The reason we wanted to start the podcast was because we felt that there was like a gap in the podcast that were already out because of course we knew that we had to offer something different but we wanted to make it like educational and fun so we kind of came at it from like a k-pop 101 and this 101 so we started with like that those were the ideas at the beginning but then we kind of shifted and started going by like what Laura said like current events what happened we went to ptdla we went to head in the clouds so we started kind of shaping the episodes around our experiences and then we went into heavy like machinery of doing dossiers on companies and stuff for the the later half of season three. So, yeah, the evolution never stops. And mm -hmm. we started doing the Spotify exclusive episodes for the music part, too. So we've kind of gone and tried a few different things to show you different sides of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And. And then, I mean, the the content creation is not just for the podcast. It's for social media. The funny thing is, originally, I would say we probably both thought that I would run most of the social media because I had experience with that. <laughs> and then plot twist 180. Laura is fully running. At least the bulk of Instagram, like the calendar, she runs the calendar. And, and I make videos and I make content and I write captions and stuff, but she's the one that keeps us on the schedule, which makes sense because she's a scheduler in real life for <laughs> her work. So it all just kind of like uh, adds up. But yeah, like originally I set out to be like be the social media person. And then, no, <laughs> it wasn't like that. It's actually funny because when we started the podcast, I think my personal Instagram account, I had may maybe... <laughs> 200 posts <laughs> since 2013 when I started it I I liked social media because you know I looked at stuff on TikTok Instagram but I wasn't a posting girly but look at me yeah. now <laughs> look at you now every day at 11 o'clock on the dot she's <laughs> punctual <laughs> but you know yeah. that's I think finding topics to talk about is not that hard we we have pretty inquisitive minds so I think 
finding topics is easy. We always have something that we're interested in and that we bring yeah. to the table and say, hey, what do you think about this? But for social media, yeah. I think that's the hardest part because it's so hard. You have to create content almost every day. And if you don't, it like actually matters. It's just it takes yeah. a lot to think about what to post. I am always yeah. in awe of people that can post creative and unique content every single day. Yeah, because we also don't want to just like post anything. We want to contribute. We want to make it like good quality content that our followers will like or that people who come across our page think we have interesting things to offer. But you can't do that literally 365 days or 66 if it's a leap year out of the year. It's really, really challenging. Especially when the social media account, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever, doesn't show the love for something that we work on for a long time as, as yeah. we would have wanted. So, for example, sometimes reels or little posts take, I mean, some of them take five minutes, 10 minutes, but some of them take hours. And yeah. the ones that take hours, we would like to have that same feedback right, have like on the it. results reflect the work that right. went into them and it doesn't yeah, it's very hard usually so it's it's hard to keep your mind focused so yeah we we try to an extent like at least I do because if not it would kill me to not think that much about like the metrics and like as long as I'm happy with what I'm making then that should be you know the goal right but it isn't always and we do want to keep growing and sometimes it stalls and sometimes there's like crickets when you <laughs> literally gave your life and soul blood sweat and tears to a freaking reel or yeah. a tiktok and sometimes you think you crack the code and you do something that worked really well before and now it doesn't work anymore like nothing we've ever done has worked twice and it doesn't really like work across the board on all platforms because we post on Facebook, we post on Instagram, we post on Twitter, we post on threads, we post on TikTok, we post on YouTube shorts and we try to keep it diverse and stuff. But again, it doesn't we never know what we're going to get from all the platforms or yeah, from literally any of them. So it's it's a doozy for sure. Going forward with what ChatGPT said after content creation, it says recording, investing in quality microphones and sound equipment, dealing with technical issues and retakes. We'll talk about that in a little bit more. So stay tuned for that. Editing, time-consuming post-production work, removing mistakes, adding music and effects, and ensuring clear audio. This is, for me, the biggest like crux in the entire podcast situation. I have never been before this like a video editor person, even though I kind of like have seen moments in my life where I did like start making videos. So it does make sense that I do this part of the podcast, but it does take a long time because a lot of people put out the podcast episode as they record it without really editing much out unless they have like a mistake and then they write it down. But in our case... I feel like because we do such detailed research and we read a lot and stuff, sometimes we stumble and I really don't like to put out bad content. So I take sometimes six to eight hours editing each episode, depending on how long we record for. And I usually edit during the weekend. So that means I basically lose one of my weekend days and it's a lot. So that's why for season two, also because of work situations and everything, we went from weekly to biweekly episodes to kind of lessen the load. And we went back to weekly this time around for season three. So it was it's a challenge, definitely, on the editing side. We hope that you guys enjoy and can appreciate the 
the work that goes into the episodes because it definitely is not easy. And a lot of people, like I said, don't do as much editing because they feel comfortable or they don't care, but we care. Because English isn't our first language or maybe mm. because we talk in Spanish and English so often in our daily lives, we, like Kathy said, we do stumble a lot. And it's sometimes like I maybe can't pronounce a word. <laughs> so I have to <laughs> say it maybe three times. Uh, so it's it's just, it's not easy. And I appreciate what Kathy does because I don't think I could do it because she's listening to us for the six to eight hours that hours. she spends editing yeah. the episode. Yeah. I would hate I've myself. told Laura sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I hate us for like a whole four days uh, <laughs> as long as I'm editing. And then once the episode is out, it's kind of like, I, it's not similar at all but it's just the only thing that I can think of right now like how women say like sometimes like you give birth is pretty traumatic but then like once you have the baby like you forget everything once the episode's out I kind of like clear my head and I move on <laughs> to the next one but like while I'm editing it's a labor of love so yeah <laughs> that's my lot. my comparison I give birth every week to a new episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> that sounds no. exhausting which it, it is. is it is it, it is. really is yeah so if you want to start a podcast and you have had it in your mind that you want to do this and you think it won't take that much time because it'll just be like an hour to record and then you just like, Bloop. maybe, like maybe you're a really good speaker and you got your points across and you got the recording done and you can just click upload. That hasn't been the case for us. So just keep that in mind that that could be a little more time consuming than you think it will be. One of the things that Kathy mentioned was our, our uploading schedule, our best bud chat, not Chad, as I initially <laughs> thought, <laughs> says that uh, one of the points for podcasting is consistency, which is committing mm. to a regular release schedule, whether weekly, biweekly, monthly. That has been one of the, I guess, other biggest struggles for us is trying to figure out a good balance. We both... Yeah jobs we have families we have things to do so it's really hard to maintain the schedule we're yeah. trying our best for this new upcoming season to be able to keep that weekly uh, upload uh, schedule more weekly because <laughs> we <laughs> did have like a couple of, of times where we couldn't do it this past season yeah. because of whatever so it, it it does take a lot to be able to keep a schedule especially if you have other things besides podcasting like yeah we no we we live full lives is the way that I like to think about it like we're pretty social we have big families we have I mean some of us have 75 weddings in this year specifically <laughs> that they have to attend and they're all out of town and uh, yeah it's 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 a lot and and keeping up the schedule plus your nine to five that sometimes it's like 24 hours when you have big projects coming up it's mm -hmm. It's really, really challenging to be consistent in publishing, but we really do try so that you guys always get a consistent experience on your side as well. So Chad, I'm going to call him Chad. I think he's a Chad. <laughs> Chad also says that another big point, which I honestly agree, is marketing, promoting episodes on social media, seeking collaborations, and engaging with listeners. I think our main a social media platform is Instagram. We do have our most number of followers on TikTok. However, on Instagram, we get the most feedback. What do you call it? 
Yeah, I think Instagram actually feels like a community for us, That's while TikTok is much harder to really pinpoint like specific people that we have connected with there that we talk to regularly. It's not the same. So right, I don't know if it's because we're millennials, <laughs> but Instagram is where it's at for us. And MG so generation. <laughs> <laughs> was cute and because of that we focus a lot of our promotions on instagram what we do to promote our episodes is we do like a a a post upload saying hey we have a new episode but aside from that we also like to make highlight reel highlight reels where we take little pieces from each of our episodes that we think are great (laughs) you know they're great And we make reels to like entice people to listen to an episode. Yeah. And those take a lot of time too. (laughs) They do. It takes a long time to, you know, listen to the whole episode and find the funny moment that can fit within a minute and a half because that's a limit for Instagram reels. And then we edit it because obviously the format that we shoot and that we publish on YouTube and all the other platforms is not the same as social format. And then we like to add receipts and little like tidbits to the highlights so that it proves a point that we're trying to prove. And so, yeah, like people don't realize how long it takes to create content for social media. And I would say a good reel takes at least 30 minutes yeah maybe less if it's a template or something and that doesn't make it not a good reel but just saying like a a, a substantial reel that you like think through right. the concept and look for the content whatever and it could take even longer if you're like struggling or it's just like a low muse day or something like that so it really does take a while to do that and then the thing is for the most part those are the least engaging posts like Ugh. people don't engage with our content highlights from the podcast as much as they'll engage with a thirst trap from Mingi from 80s and I get it but (laughs) it still kind of hurts when we invest so much time into finding the highlights and you know trying to bring people and show them what we talk about on the podcast I mean even though they don't get the same feedback or the same engagement we still continue to publish them because right. it's it's still smart to do you never yeah. know when instagram would be like hey let me give you all these followers because of this one reel we did get a follower the other day from one of our podcast highlights which is the first time that i think it we've seen it happen because now instagram or it, it's been saying it for a while like it says so and so followed you from your reel but it always comes from like again the thirst traps but then this time it came from a highlight and i literally was like mind blown I get it. Trust me. I fall for the thirst traps too. But yeah, that's another little challenge that we face on a constant basis, which is obviously the basis of all of the MIA2K cinematic universe is the podcast. So that's what we want to like let people know that we have going on. So yeah. And we engage our listeners or our followers by posting stories. Stories are really, really helpful to get that like one-on-one interaction. If you post polls, if you post like little question boxes, the people viewing our stories has grown quite a lot. I have noticed that if we post a reel to our story, we will get clicks for that reel from their story. Because sometimes the Instagram feeds 
things get lost in the sauce. Yeah, the so, algorithm does an algorithm in our favor right. for the most part. Right. Yeah. And another huge part of marketing is making sure, and I guess consistency too, is making sure that our feed looks mm. and feels very us. So yeah. before we really started, we chose like our colors and yeah. what our vibe was going to be. And as silly as that sounds, that takes a lot of time too. <laughs> I don't think it's silly. And especially because Laura and I have this running joke that because Spotify said that we're, we're 96% compatible, we are like the same person in a lot of ways. But when it comes to colors and favorite things, a lot of the times we're very not 96. We go hard on the 4%. Like Laura loves red and I hate red. So coming to, you know, a place where we could compromise and be like, I like this blue tone red. And then <laughs> she could, you know, she doesn't really like purple either, but she could like this like magenta-ish, like leaning purple. So we did a whole branding meeting that one day. And you know what? I think we were so successful because we don't hate it. Like, right. remember when we did the content for our Korea trip, we switched up the color palette to the Korean flag colors because we wanted to kind of differentiate that content. And I think by like the second week, Laura was like, I'm over this color palette. I want to go back to our usual colors. I hate and it. And like, <laughs> that's how you know that we did good with like making the right choices for ourselves because those colors are fun, engaging, keep things fresh, and they represent both of us really well. Right. So. And we have changed a little bit from the very beginning because at the very beginning we had, I believe, about six colors that we were mm -hmm. going to cycle through. And as I was creating covers and creating posts, I realized that one of them, the red, unfortunately, I fucking love red, but unfortunately the red can be a little too in your face. Mm. So I, I, I do remember this. I went to Kathy and I was like, hey, do you mind if I take this red out of the sequence or out of the cycle? Because it just, it's like a little too much. We already had <laughs> yeah. like a maroonish type red and yeah. that works a lot better. It's easier on the eyes. And yeah. so I've kind of like asked and she's like, that's fine. <laughs> 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 so there has been some evolution and now I don't yeah. always stick to the exact color from our palette. I, I sometimes do venture out to like, we have a yellow. I sometimes venture to a softer yellow because it mm -hmm. can be like a little too much, but overall yeah. it still looks really cohesive. And that's the yeah. important part. I Agreed. never understood why it mattered because I'd see like normal girlies take forever because like this one filter fit their aesthetic and this and this and that. I'm like, but like for a brand, for a thing, like I get it. It's yeah. When, when our feed looks delicious, I sometimes just look at it for like five <laughs> minutes because I'm just so proud and like just it's so beautiful. Just... I take a lot of screenshots because when, you know, we do like three posts per color. So when we go, when we get to the point where it's like an even three, 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 and it looks like the sunset, it's so satisfying. Like I have the <laughs> amount of screenshots, girl, like <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Like we really do take pride in this. So yeah, it's it's not something that we take lightly at all. And I guess that's a good reason why we're sharing all of this today because it, it is something that it's like a holistic 360 package that we put a lot of effort into. I think in general, the post or the covers for Instagram mm. might take me longer than reels. 
because it's 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 a couple of days process while I try to figure out the best looks what I'm trying to like show it follows through with what the reel is showing or what the post is saying so it it does take me like a couple of days sometimes we we do post for um idol birthdays our favorite idols Mm. and sometimes if I really love like an idol I it takes me forever because I have to find the one like the picture that's perfect and make it into it's it's a whole thing Listen, we struggled hard for Shoga's cover last year. It, oh, it was hard. not easy at all. So I get it. And like Laura said earlier on in the episode, we both have very different sets of strengths. And like her strength is design. And that is not my strength at all. So whenever she's out or sick or just can't get to something design that I have had to do, maybe like, I don't know, 5% of the entire time that we've had the Instagram I have struggled the most with the design because that's not my thing. So thankfully she's done enough different design templates that I can pretty much copy something that I've seen or uh, replicated or duplicated and kind of shift it a little bit to make it different. But if you don't have a strength in a certain, a specific department, it's going to take you like three or four times longer than it takes someone else who is like built for that. So yeah, we, we thankfully, have such different strengths yeah. such different strengths yeah. because it really does play well for the whole podcast experience for us i think the rest of the points from chat gpt are kind of random that you can make what you want of it but we'll just share them quickly uh monetization we I, i'll speak for myself i was very much adamant from the ve- beginning that i didn't want to monetize something that i didn't think was at the level where we deserve the monetization so we took a little bit to start that process and then our account was set up the wrong way by me. So we couldn't set it up at the beginning or as early as we could have, but now we're finally set up with some level of monetization. So at least we're seeing some return from that side. So that's something important. Feedback loop, receiving and responding to feedback, reviews and criticism. We've definitely gotten a, a share of reviews and and people commenting or sending DMs and stuff um, about the podcast. Never something negative, as far as I can remember, or even constructive. Everybody has had really sweet and nice comments about our podcast episodes. So, but we definitely have that. And like Laura mentioned earlier, we do set up the polls and the questions for every podcast episode. So if people do send us a comment, we do read it there and we've seen it. And uh, continuous learning. Yeah, you have to keep up with the trends. Of course, time commitment, like Laura mentioned, is part of the consistency and it's really important and it goes into a lot of different things. Community building, we definitely do a lot of that. We talk to people in the DMs and we've gotten random messages from people that we've never spoken to before and they start talking to us like we're friends and yeah, now we are. So that's the the whole joy of community. Mm-hmm. And technical skills, I can defer to Laura again for that one. That's the last point from ChatGPT. It, you do need some sort of level of basic technical skills to run a podcast. You really do. It could be just video editing like Kathy was saying or creating marketing assets <laughs> whether it's uh making reels captions are hard it, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot we try to do some podcast recording in person and that takes a completely different set of skills than mm-hmm. recording through zoom which is what we usually do so you have yeah. to make sure that you kind of know what you're going to do before you do it because we tried it for the first time and we had no idea and that was a disaster so yeah just make sure that you're always looking 
Googling, researching, making sure you're taking the time to really know or try yeah. to your best to present the best for the podcast. Yeah. And before you start so that you can save yourself a yes. few headaches too, and ask around if you have friends or someone, even we are happy to give advice if you want to reach out to us after doing this episode, if you have any questions. And then Chad GPT closes with, it's a rewarding endeavor, but requires dedication, patience, and continuous effort. Retweet. Chad got it right. <laughs> Chad got it very right. So now we're going to talk a little bit about our particular podcast operations. I, we hope you're interested in this. <laughs> yeah. So, Kathy, if you want to start with what it takes to record our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll try to run through these quickly so we don't bore you to death, but we do think it's important if you want to know the tools that we use. So for podcast recording and editing, like Laura mentioned, we do record on Zoom most of the time. We haven't had any issues with Zoom ever. We both always record on both of our computers in case one of the footage kind of goes bad. And we have used it maybe once or twice. It mm -hmm. hasn't really been needed much, which is great. But yeah, so no complaints about Zoom. At the very beginning, Laura did the research for the mics because I think the BTS Instagram, that very first episode, I did not have a mic at all. I don't know if you already had this mic. I think you already did. Yeah. I, I got the mic as a birthday gift from Ryan. Oh, and there you, you didn't have a mic because you already had a mic before. Correct. Yeah. Like it didn't work. Yeah. I had a mic from like my previous job that I was like banking on it working and it did not. So Laura sent me the link for the mic. We'll include it in a description so that you can, if you want to buy it, it's not currently available on Amazon. It might be because there's a new version, Laura said. So just click on the company side and see if they have something else that you're interested in. But I think we're pretty happy with our mics from just three seasons already and mm -hmm. everyone else that we've talked to we've never really had an issue with our audio so definitely and important as a point it is just a usb mic so we're not even Correct. using the super hardcore setup and i think right. it sounds really good yeah any crackling that we, we've ever had has more to do with like internet connection than right. with the mic at all mm -hmm. yeah also, we both have ring lights. Laura has a big daddy ring light that she got for her wedding, I believe, for mm -hmm. her like photo booth station. I got like a very basic Amazon ring light for like 40 bucks. I'm pretty sure that it's like a baby ring light, right. but it's worked fine for me. And yeah, I actually had to graduate from the really big ring light because it's just such a pain to set up to set so, up yeah so now i just have a baby ring light that clips into the back of my computer holder and that's mm. what i use now so and it works just fine so you yeah. don't need a big daddy thing you just need mm -hmm. something efficient for you yeah as far as computers i have a macbook air 20 from 2020 that my job provided for me and i use it to record the podcast episodes and Laura, like she mentioned earlier, her husband provided her MacBook Pro from 2017 that she uses to record. Her Hers has a better camera than mine does. For editing, we tried to keep our investment as low as possible from the beginning on the podcast because we did not know what sort of return we were going to get, if at all, if ever. So I edit on iMovie, which is very, very, very basic, but it's also very, very, very free. So if you don't have the means and you need to keep the the investment as low as possible, trust me, I get it. It's not necessarily the easiest tool. We've tried to look into others. We tried one fully that I'm going to talk about later, but 
I've managed to like find like one time I think after season one Laura was like I'm tired of the black stripes on our videos like I want something pretty and so she designed a frame for the video that goes on YouTube and on Spotify and I had to like look into a million tutorials to figure out how to make it work because everybody mm -hmm. that does podcasting does it in or does the editing and very specific tools which are all paid and they're not the ones that I use but I figured out how to put the frame in iMovie and it works just fine so first world problems third world solutions is my mantra all the time and yeah, you just rough it until you figure it out. Also, from the very beginning, when we started the podcast, I had heard, I'm, I listened to very few podcasts, but I had heard that Anchor was like the tool that everybody used. Anchor is now called Spotify for Podcasters. And so we immediately went with Anchor and I, I'm really happy with it. I think mm -hmm. it's a great tool. It's pretty user-friendly, pretty straight to the point. You can even edit and like record directly on Anchor. We don't do that because again, my editing is very heavy-handed and I... I can't do that level of editing on Anchor, but you could if you wanted to. The great thing about Anchor is that the feed goes and like literally feeds every podcast tool available on earth. So we currently have our podcast available on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube Podcasts, uh, CastBox, and a bunch of other places that we didn't even know existed. We're also on Good Pods. Like we did the work to make sure that we were casting everywhere and we've been found by people on like google podcast or amazon music that we were not necessarily like setting out to but mm -hmm. we put the podcast everywhere to make sure that it was available in case somebody was looking for k-pop friends via podcast and it's worked so definitely a thing to note and then here's my rant so we <laughs> again because the, because the editing process is as heavy as it is for me we were looking for a tool where like let's say i could remove all the spaces of like blank breathing like let's say if we're both taking a second <laughs> to think about what we're gonna say which happens all the time oh. and I found this tool last year that was like 300 bucks and I was like we cannot make this level of an investment on this thing as much as I hate my life and I hate both of us while I'm editing so I kind of gave up on that and then towards the end of season three because the episodes were so heavy I was like Laura I'm on the struggle bus like we really need to do something and then Laura found Riverside which is a tool that a lot of podcasters use and rave about our experience was not the same as everyone else was raving about it the first issue was that the sound was pretty bad there was a lot of crackling and it doesn't sound as bad in the in the finished product that we put out but I could hear it a lot during the editing process we both were freaking out that we basically had lost the episode that we recorded but thankfully I was fine but the other thing is that Riverside promised a lot of tools that are not really available with like the more basic packages that we were just like trying the tool out for like they are like we have an ai transcript thing whatever and like yeah they do but you can't copy the text to use it and then also the whole feature that i wanted which was to remove the silences or the ums it wasn't reflecting the ums or the silences on the transcript at the point that we got the tool so we canceled it and then literally like two weeks later they're like guess what new feature now you can remove the silences and the ums from the thing using the transcripts and yeah so it didn't work for us it has worked for a lot of people so maybe if you want to try it go for it but we didn't have a good experience with it and i'm still in the search for a tool that lets us do the editing to like take out all the silences and the ums or whatever other crutch words that we use and so if you know of a tool that doesn't cost a down payment on a house or a car i'd be greatly appreciative if you share it with us because the struggle is real it's a lot mm. so 
For our social media, we use a couple of apps to create our content, mainly the biggest one, the one that I love. Don't want to marry because I'm already married, but would if I wasn't. Canva. Oh my God. I had Canva from before because I just like design. <laughs> so I just had Canva from before, but I hadn't used it to its potential. Mm -hmm. And with the podcast I've used, I use Canva like maybe three hours per day, every single yeah. day. And it is so great. We do pay the premium subscription, mm -hmm. but it's so worth it. You have Absolutely. so many pictures that you can use videos pre-made templates for design it literally has everything and anything that you can think of you can even edit videos in it yeah i haven't been able to figure it out i also don't use my computer a lot i use mostly my phone for it which is mm. crazy the amount of good stuff that can come out from just using your phone absolutely so I haven't really touched the video editing, but you you could edit videos and make reels and all that stuff in Canva. We also use CapCut. I think it was Kathy. That no, you found it. You found mm -hmm. it because you were looking for you want to. I, I remember the moment because it changed our lives. You wanted to do that reel of the for like national dog day or dog dad or whatever and it was like the, yes, the poppies yes, and the poppies yes, with the, na, 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 with, so she yes, was looking yes, for yes. a template so she, laura was the one who found CapCut, and then she was the one using it at first like i wasn't even like trying to make videos again we like end up doing completely different yeah. things from what we set out to do and once i downloaded it and i started editing videos I became like a video person and it ha it really changed our lives. The capabilities of CapCut are insane. And for free, it's ridiculous. Like right now they're introducing a lot of pro capabilities mm. like camera tracking and other AI features like for the paid version, which I am willing to give them a fucking kidney if they want it because it's worth it. The amount of things that that app does for free, wild. Insane. Wild. Riverside couldn't do it. Mm. But CapCut can can actually capture our ums and our likes and our pauses. There so, you go. And for free. And so for free. We have actually started to do uh, closed captions mm -hmm. for our reels as of recently. And it is literally so easy. CapCut and Canva have my life pretty much. Mm. They're amazing. Yeah. If you haven't tried it, try it out. Another app that we use or another program is plan we needed something to help us program plan mm -hmm. plan ahead yeah <laughs> our our content because we knew that if we wanted to grow our social media we had to post a lot yeah and at first because again we were trying not to make an investment we were just using uh, like an excel google sheets thing where we we're like placing all the pictures and laura was like listen no, <laughs> we can't do this on an Excel. Like, and Laura can do a lot on an Excel, but not that. And the thing with plan is it, it has a lot of potential and maybe it's because I haven't been really looking at it or using it so much for reels recently, but mm. it does help with figuring out times. It does give you a really good sense of when it's your best time to post, mm. what colors are really popular a lot of information or data that is really useful to mm -hmm. figure out where your social media is heading. Yeah. It's also really useful for when we are on vacation or when yeah. we are just working or whatever to yeah. plan and schedule. I think Instagram recently has added that feature 
where you can schedule a post. Yeah. But when we first started, that wasn't the case. No. And so, even even the third party like apps weren't really fully able. Like you still have to click post even when you schedule something like girl. So that was our reasoning for getting plan. And finally, a social media aspect or a social media part that we don't really well we do talk a lot about it but it's the blog i am not a words girly but kathy is and our blog has been surprisingly weird but like in a good way in a sense of like our posts get looks for things that don't make sense but also got it like bring people to our blog yeah so it's crazy yeah the our highest read blog is about dpr ian's mito 2 album review which like who cares about my opinion is what i think when i like see stats like that but the funny thing is that from looking at like tools on the back end semrush you're a real one it says that people were kind of looking to buy the album and we are ranking pretty high for that specific search of the album so they clicked into our page thinking they could find it but they ended up just like reading the post or something and sharing it I don't know but it's really funny how SEO works and doesn't like when you need it to it's a it's a whole trip so yeah the blog is 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 an adventure it is but it like with everything takes time yeah and finally our bestie chad yeah chad the gpt reminds me of the gym 10 laundry from like jersey shore <laughs> chad gpt especially with the chad like i literally thought it was that um we actually use chat chat <laughs> for well i usually use chat for creating captions i will put a prompt into chat gpt and ask it to create a caption for me. And that's what I use. <laughs> I like tweak it a little bit, but it actually comes out with like some really good stuff. I I started using ChatGPT at work because, you know, we've all been told if you don't start working with AI, you will be replaced not by AI, but by people who work with AI and learn how to use it well. So I don't use it as much as you would think I would as a writer. But I'm using it more now. I use it more for ideas and for like brainstorming hashtags. And like when Laura comes to me, she's like, I have zero in the tank for like social media posts. Like, give me something. So I'll ask ChatGPT, like, what are good social posts related to K-pop right now and current events? And then it'll give us like 10 ideas. And they're probably all trash, but it does like help you get going when you're really literally stuck. So that's a great and the the 3.5 version of it is free so you can definitely use it it works really really quickly you have to double check what it tells you because right. not everything that it says is accurate like if you're asking for like something that's on a specific date it might get it wrong so you definitely have to do your due diligence and double check the info that it yields but it's a really 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 useful mm-hmm. tool to like make sure that when you're stuck it takes you out of the mud yeah, person that doesn't really write too much, it 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 really helps with captions because I have my captions are they've improved, but I need you a- have some really witty ones. Like when you go hard, you go hard. But that's not a lot. It doesn't time. happen always. But that's life. That's literally life. That's true. So that's it is what true. it is. It true. Is. And then finally, our operations depend on these three things heavily. Yeah. So we 
very early on decided to have our Google Drive hosting all of our assets. And at the very beginning, we were just using the free version, which has, I believe, a 15 gigabyte space. So we ran out of space there really quickly because we upload our episodes and everything, like every single, like the raw file and the edited file. So if we record for two hours, that's two hours of video. That's very heavy. So we invested into the Google One, which is, it gives us two terabytes of storage, which is amazing. And I have to share that it's a must for you to really do like store all your content because we've had friends who have lost their Instagram accounts due to people reporting them for stupid reasons or literally companies coming after them. And then they lose all their content. And because sometimes they edit it directly on the app or they just like, you know, posted their video and then deleted it. They have to basically start from scratch when they open the new account, if they go that way. We literally have had at least two or three friends in the past two years yeah. who've gone through complete restarts, born again on Instagram because of bullshit issues. So yeah. we literally have, I want to say probably 99% of the content that we put yeah. out stored already. If we don't have something is because we forgot to like upload that one thing. Right. But if we had to start from scratch tomorrow, please don't do this to us Instagram. We do have everything backed up, like right. almost everything. So you definitely have to invest in some sort of storage. I'll, I think for me personally, years ago, when I got my Microsoft Office subscription or whatever, it, it came with a OneDrive cloud storage up to mm -hmm. one terabyte. And I think I pay for both Office and that the free terabyte storage, like 60 bucks a year. That's what I do for like my personal stuff. So maybe look for a solution that has like free storage or very like low price storage or something that comes with a bundle but that's definitely an investment worth making every right. cent especially because google drive actually comes with the google office suite yeah. which includes a lot of things that are very necessary for yeah. podcasting i think yeah. which is google docs which are completely collaborative collaborative thank yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> which is helpful because like we said most of our recording is through zoom so we're not next to each other yeah google sheets everything can be done in google sheets yeah. literally everything and anything yeah slides forms forms we use a lot for uh when we've Our had events, events. Mm -hmm. so it, it really even though it might be a little bit more expensive it does come with a lot of other features that are really helpful yeah and then for our blog, like Laura mentioned earlier, we use WordPress. I chose WordPress because that's what I had experience with for my jobs before. I've also used Wix before and I've I've used Squarespace for like smaller projects. But I thought because we were doing a blog, WordPress was the right one for us. I'm not sure we made the right decision in that way. And by we, I mean me because our theme and like the customization aspect of it is really a pain in the ass and I've struggled to like make changes to the page and stuff like that so I'm not super sold on WordPress right now for us maybe other pages would be more user-friendly for what we need so we might be looking into changing that or not at some point soon but yeah for now we have WordPress which WordPress is like a, a good old standard solution that will always be there but I feel like they're more focused on improving their stuff for the corporate companies that use WordPress and not as much for the little guys like us. Right. That's where I think WordPress is lacking and people like Wix and Squarespace 
our kings at because they are for the smaller people. So, And with that, we wanted to share just a bit of where we're going in the near future as we continue to grow, which is very exciting. So in the recent, like two months ago-ish, we officially opened our LLC and we officially have a joint business bank account, which is the equivalent of being married, basically. And we were entirely too casual about it. <laughs> we like walked out of the bank and we're like, we literally just did this and like didn't even think about it. We didn't talk about it. Like, hey, like, should we like talk in advance about like, should we have a prenup for this? Like, we didn't talk about anything, but it's very exciting. So we are just starting out our little business venture, which we want it to be a little bit more all encompassing entertainment. Uh, that is not just like the podcast. Obviously, the podcast is still the centerpiece of what we do. But yeah, we have a lot of exciting ideas and projects. So stay tuned for that. Our company name is my <laughs> 2 k Productions. A LLC. What's what good? is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're super excited. And yeah, we've been working behind the scenes very hard, which is also why our season three ending and having this little summer break worked heavily in our favor so we could focus on these things to launch and then we can get back to podcasting for season four and with that thanks so much for joining us this weird episode we hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it even if it was just the chisme of how we got together and decided to do this crazy thing and if you actually want to start a podcast or you want to do something with instagram or whatever and you have questions slide into our dms please that's our favorite thing and yeah thank you bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K podcast. Dale. Bye. <laughs>